0: This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 705, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 15, nine through 15. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the privilege to read your Holy Word. Grant me your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, freedom and liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to pray, to preach your Holy Gospel, to preach the whole counsel of God, to teach your Holy Word, and I pray that lost souls would be saved live or on demand, that Christians would be revived again in the same way. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus, uh, family, friends and foes, and yes, even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. My beloved, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the word of God. At 1 Kings chapter 15, 9 through 15. And in the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, reigned Asa over Judah. And forty and one years reigned he in Jerusalem, (coughs) pardon me, and his mother's name was Maacah, the daughter of Abishalom. And Asa did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did David his father. And he took away the Sodomites out of the land and removed all of the idols that his fathers had made. And also Maacah his mother, even her he removed from being queen because she had made an idol in a grove and Asa destroyed her idol and burnt it by the brook Kidron. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was perfect with the Lord all his days, and he brought in the things which his father had dedicated and the things which himself had dedicated into the house of the Lord silver and gold and vessels, shall we pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this magnificent passage of Holy Scripture. Thank you for what you reminded me of and help us all to remember this passage and to learn from it and to fear you, reverence you, obey you and be faithful to you no matter what the situation is in jesus christ's name i do pray and forsake amen ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in christ jesus family friends and foes and even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead service, family members, my beloved. Today we're reading Spurgeon's uh, magnificent uh, devotional titled Evening and Morning, and this is number 616. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. First Thessalonians five twenty four. Heaven is a place where we shall never sin. Glory be to God, where we shall cease our constant watch against an indefatigable enemy, because there will be no tempter to ensnare our feet. There the wicked cease from troubling and the weary. Are at rest. Uh, my wife and I read that verse this past week um, from Job. We used to hear the old saints say it a lot in the old church Heaven is the undefiled inheritance, it is the land of perfect holiness and therefore of complete security. But do not the saints, even on earth, sometimes taste the joys of blissful security? The doctrine of God's Word is that all who are in union with the Lamb of God are safe, that all the righteous shall hold on their way, that those who have committed their souls to the keeping of Christ shall find him a faithful and immutable preserver. Sustained by such a doctrine, we can enjoy security even on earth, not that high and glorious security which renders us free from every slip but that holy security which arises from the sure promise of Jesus that none who believe in him shall ever perish, but shall be with him where he is. Believer, let us often reflect with joy on the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints, and honor the faithfulness of our God by a holy confidence In him. May our God bring home to you a sense of your safety in Christ Jesus. May he assure you that your name is graven on his hand, and whisper in your ear the promise, Fear not, I am with thee. Look upon him, the great surety of the covenant, as faithful and true, and therefore bound and engaged to present you the weakest of the family with all the chosen race before the throne of God and in such a sweet contemplation you will drink the juice of the spiced wine of the Lord's pomegranate and taste the dainty fruits of paradise. You will have an antipast of the enjoyments which ravish the souls of the perfect saints above. If you can believe with unstaggering faith that faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Glory be to God, and amen. Holy Father God, thank you so much for this magnificent time around your holy word and this devotional. With your servant, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he being dead, yet speaketh, and we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor, for none of us can do anything without you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, as we move to the uh, family segment, what I have dubbed the family verses. This is our second day in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 through 24. Just because the church does not want to hear or obey these verses, just because so-called Christian women do not want to hear these verses and don't want to do these verses does not mean i'm going to stop preaching on these verses <clears throat> because every preacher who's called by god knows that the word of god will work if we would simply do it we're in ephesians chapter 5 verses 22-24 through 24. wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands As unto the Lord. That's all God wants you to do. Your husband is the only man. That God wants you to submit to. In fact. When you get married. uh, You don't have to submit to your father anymore. You submit. To your husband. You don't have to submit to any other man on the earth. Just to your husband. And God tells you how to do it. Do it yourself. I believe one of the reasons why God tells you to do it yourself. Because God really does not want a situation where your husband has to tell you every day to do it. He's got to wind you up like a little doll and make you do it and uh, remind you to do it and tell you to do it. Uh, And God also knows what you should know. That is it's really not in our nature to want somebody to have to tell us to do something. So it's better for us all to do what we know to do. Ourselves. Yourselves. Life goes better for people. When they do what they're supposed to do themselves. See. And then if you do what you're supposed to do yourself. Over a period of time, people will have more confidence in you, more trust in you, and you can have the best of both worlds. Many women do not enjoy their marriages because they refuse to do this, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. This is God making it clear and plain to you. Just like the, Jesus Christ is over the church, and the church must submit to him. I don't have a problem submitting to Jesus Christ. How about you? I choose to submit. My wife and I are celebrating 35 years of marriage this month, in a few days. I'm here with my wife. Not because I've always wanted to be here with my wife. But I chose to stay with my wife. Because I'm submitting to him. And by the way, dear friends. If you don't shift your marriage and your marriage mentality to God and Jesus. It's not going to last. It's not about you loving her and. And She loving you like you want it to be Romeo and Juliet romance It's about you loving God back and loving Jesus Christ back and by loving Jesus Christ back and being saved and filled with his Holy Spirit you're able to love your wife as you should and the wife is able to love her husband and submit to her husband It's all about God in the marriage and in the family is all about Jesus in the marriage and in the family. It's all about the Holy Ghost of God in the marriage and in the family. And this is why, husbands, I have told you down through the years, always keep it on that level. Don't get down to the flesh and blood level where you're trying to handle it yourself. Always point your wife to God and to Jesus Christ, point your children to God and to Jesus Christ. When I write my children a letter, I always put, Love God and Jesus first, love Papa second. Uh, It's all about God and Jesus Christ and God's Word. Uh, These are my grown children. I've committed them into the hands of the Lord. I committed my wife into the hands of the Lord a long time ago. It's not about just you and me. I told my wife a long time ago, it's about you, me, and most of all, thee, God. And God comes first, thee comes first. It's about him. And, and I told her a long time ago, God is watching. You can, you can fool yourself all you want to and think God is not watching what is going on in your marriage and in your family. He is. He watches between you and your spouse. And if you do something ugly, husband, God's going to get you. Because God does not like ugly now, I'm telling you. OK, so you, you if you you must be born again, you must be saved because God does not like ugly and God will deal with you. I have told women the same thing. Wives who always want to be complaining about their husbands and all that some may have just cause to do so. Uh, but your role is to pray for him. Don't try to handle him yourself. God will deal with him. And the more you pray, the more God will deal with him. Only God can change him. Only God can change the wife. You can't. I assume that you married uh, a grown person and you're grown. You're already set in your ways. Uh, nobody can change you but God. God will utilize prayer that you pray to him. Same thing with your adult children. Once they are grown and adult, adults, you pray for them and you give them back to God and that's all you can do. You can encourage them, you can send them the word of God, you can let them know that you're reading the word of God this way or that way uh, and, and, and help them to understand the importance of that. But that's pretty much it. Always keep it on this level. God and Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That's it. Don't you, don't 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 be foolish and make it a flesh and blood situation. I'm telling parents who uh, have seen their children brainwashed and demon possessed with wokeism. Getting angry with them is not gonna work. Being mad with them is not going to work. Trying to appease them is not going to work. Uh, Always bothering them is not going to work. Going tit for tat is not going to work. Once your children are grown and gone, in any given situation, none of that is going to work, especially if they're woke. All you can do is give them to God and pray for them to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And read the word of God yourself and encourage them to read the word of God. The only way that you can help people in your family and outside of your family combat the satanic, demonic spirit of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, deceptionism, is through prayer in the word of God which if you had done that years earlier you are not to be worried about your children not just sometime not just on Sunday morning but every day of their lives you say preacher are you worried about your children being brainwashed and woke not at all they may fall into that because uh, they did not have a loving mother and Somebody in the family might who's woke might try to make them woke and they're so hungry for motherly love and so forth or somebody in the church doing that. But they'll I believe they'll come out of it if they do. I have no worries about that. Why? Because of prayer in the Word of God. And He is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands, their own husbands, their own husbands in everything. Learn how, wives, to shut your mouth. I know you don't want me to say it like that, but that's what your husband told me to tell you. Learn how to shut your mouth. Okay? It's not all about you. I know you're used to having things your way. And doing what you want to do, but once you marry a husband, uh, and he makes a decision, a decision. That's it. There's no arguments over it. And don't and don't walk away with an attitude in the spirit. Of, mm, okay, then I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh Okay, now when it blows in your head. Uh, don't come calling me, talking to me. That's not the kind of attitude that God wants you to have. You probably if you have a problem with this, women, you need you probably need to get saved. You need to get born again. See? Because truly born again women, truly born again men do not have a problem with the word of God when it even deals with them. For three days I'm gonna deal with husbands. I'm not bothered by it because I'm I'm gonna do what God has told me to do may not always be easy, but I'm going to do it. Because I like being blessed. I like having peace. I like having joy. I don't like to be convicted of any sins. I like God's favor. And I like the privileges and the pleasures that God has blessed me to have. And I like them every day. With that, let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for all families that know you as Savior, that you will revive them again and help them to get back into your holy word and help them for the first time to obey your holy word. And thank you, Lord, for those families that are doing your holy word and they have a peaceful marriage and a peaceful family. And Lord, we pray for those families that don't know you as Savior, open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and truly save them. Lord, today, and help them to, and lead them and guide them to read your holy word in Ephesians 5 and 6, and to obey it. And Holy Father God, have mercy and grace upon us all who name the name of Christ. And please forgive us all of our wicked sins of disobedience and uh, disobeying your great commandment and your great commission and many other sins. And help us to repent of our sins and to change and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, we pray now, yes, for we pray for the millions of people who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague. And we pray... Lord, for some by name. We pray that you would comfort them and draw them to yourself. We pray, Holy Father God, for the family and friends of Idaho resident Janie Marie Sanchez Ponciano. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Jose Durate, and we pray for the family and friends of California resident Alfredo Medina. We also pray, Lord, for the prayer requests that have come in. And first, Lord, we pray for the thousands of people who have sent in prayer requests, including these people. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And we pray that you will lead, God, and direct all of us to continue to pray to you, one for another and for ourselves. And Lord, we pray now for Pastor Bushibi and we join him in thanking you for lost souls being saved and people healed at Starlight Secondary School. We thank you, Lord, for Brother Jackson Yotoli and his family, giving them a parcel of land and a title deed. Please bless uh, Sidendi Church with a place of worship, deliver Sister Agneta from uh, the demonic torment and save and comfort her family. Please bless them to start a church near Starlight Secondary School. Please provide for the women and youth conferences and bless the Bible school classes to resume next year. Provide them with Bibles for new schools or rather for new souls who have gotten saved, basics for orphans and widows, food and water and ministry resources, and deliver Africa from drought and famine. We pray, Lord, for Ray Williams, that he would be the evangelist you want him to be in India. And we pray for the salvation of the perishing souls in India. We pray for Ravi, please bless him with the donations he needs to make this Christmas event a success. And give clothes, food, water, shoes, socks, and blankets to the poor children in Pakistan as well. The poor children in Pakistan. We pray for Brother Jensen. Please bless him with the Holy Spirit's mighty anointing. And use him for your glory, your praise, and your honor. And Lord, we pray also today for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for the thousands, and we pray for a few by name. We pray for uh, our crew, Dilly, Jenny, Sam, uh, Colobo, and Priscilla. And we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you, Vaona, Debbie, Harriet, and Augusto, and Kathy. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And we pray that you will save even more souls even today and um, more Christians would come back to you and recommit their lives to you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Dear friend, if you missed the preaching of the gospel earlier, hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ who said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Please understand that you are a sinner and you're on your way to perishing in hell forever as I speak. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So not only are you a sinner, but you're going to die. And if you die, unsaved, if you die not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, you will go to that awful place called hell and perish forever. But uh, God uh, so loved the world, Jesus Christ said, when he said the most important words ever said, in history to mankind. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So right now, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand the stakes. and God will save you from the power of your sins and from the punishment of your sins, if you would only believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. So call on his name, for the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name today, I'll lead you in prayer, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, God. in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy upon me, a sinner, and please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, You're now, according to God's Word, on your way to heaven, and you are not on your way to hell. You're now saved from that awful place called hell. Now, to help you grow in the faith, please go to Gospel Light Society. Tap on uh, the book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And that's a free book. Download it, start reading it, and it will give you the next steps on what you should do as a Christian. And then right below that on the front page, you will see a bunch of podcasts populating down there. You tap on that, and then you can listen to thousands of podcasts free of charge that will help you to grow in the faith on a variety of subjects up until about 50. Different subjects. Uh, email us and let us know that you got saved, and uh, so that we can rejoice with you. Let us know that if uh, let us know if you have any prayer requests, so that we can pray for you. If you have any questions, email us as well, and uh, we will answer your questions and pray for you. Until next time, my beloved, may God bless you and keep you. If the Lord says the same, I I will be preaching tonight. And uh, that's if the Lord gives me the grace and the strength uh, to do so. And the health to do so. But if uh, not, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Until next time. Make sure that you pray without ceasing, and that you read the Word of God, and you stay in constant contact with God, and be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. Also remember the motto of the Marines, Semper Fi, always faithful, and the motto of the Air Force, Semper Supra, always above. Uh, Be faithful to God and keep your mind and heart stayed upon him, and he will keep you in perfect peace.